0: hey 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 what's up everybody and well i feel like it's been like a long time i took a quick break um well a little break a teeny tiny break and i will get to that towards the end while i took that um long break that i did but welcome everybody i hope everybody had a fantastic holiday and we will continue that throughout the new years i hope everybody is healthy and doing well you know what this is this is real time with prince blue i am the host prince blue that's what's on my birth certificate and today i have a fantastic well tonight i have a fantastic guest and something that i told you guys that i wanted to do was i wanted to highlight uh people within the media since i'm quote unquote media enemy number one, I guess I can say that. And I wanted to highlight not only media people, but people that's on the rise, people with without blue checks, people that are behind the scenes and doing great things and making an impact. And especially women within the industry, because they get such a, um, a hard rap sometimes from myself included. But I want to highlight the ones that are doing fantastic things and is um, making waves within the industry. And one of those people that I have right now is, I guess she needs no introduction. She is a photographer within the Philadelphia area for um, Philadelphia sports. She's taking pictures of everybody. The most famous one, I guess, would be Gritty um (laughs) she is the owner of over ten thousand followers on twitter and why is that important because i said it is god damn it because this is what this show is it's about social media people and doing good things the one the only alex mcintyre how are you i'm good thank you
1: so much for having me
0: well thank you for being here um You know, I always have to ask my guests, um, well, I always talk about how me and a guest actually cross paths. And if I'm not mistaken, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think me and you, which a lot of my guests, we cross paths because I was probably, was I Anna Horford at the time? Anna Hopford at the time? And you was like, how are people falling? Like, what is this? I think I almost got you. Did I not? No, you definitely got me. So you
1: said something about like her feeling um, superior to other women in Philadelphia. And I got really heated about it. But then I was like, no way. And I thought it was my friend Fink at first. And I was like, is this Fink? And then he texted me. He was like, Alex, that's not me. I like had no idea what was going on.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Second- Second of all, yeah, Anna Hopford got a lot of people. And, you know, I actually, it's a lot of truth and humor. And when I did that tweet, it was because, in my opinion, there is a certain stigma about women within the media in Philadelphia. And I was kind of feeling like, if an outsider can say something like that, like I'm above the women already, I'm already the most famous female in, uh, in media in Philadelphia. I felt like they can say that because we don't have a lot and they're, and they don't be highlighted enough. If that makes sense, um, it's very, it's very male, uh, dominated, um, they feel like they know everything. And yeah, I'm going to say it. Ain't no simp here. I'm just going to tell you the men in the Philadelphia uh, media, well, some of them, they swear they know everything. They can't be wrong. They don't admit when they're wrong. And then that just makes for that makes for shitty credibility. So when I see somebody like you who is navigating yourself through the media, you take pictures, you're around famous people, you do a lot of stuff. Um, Tell me, what about that tweet that got you heated? And what do you think about the landscape of women in the media within Philadelphia or as in a whole um, in general?
1: Um, so one of my biggest things is always and will always be women supporting women. Uh, so when I saw that tweet, I am not the biggest fan of women who put down other women. And they use that to make themselves appear like superior to others. I don't think that that is the best way to go through life. I don't think that's the best way to find allies. And I just don't think that's the best way to progress. Um, So that's not even to speak to the media side of things. That's just in general, no matter what your career is, like I always believe that there's power in numbers and women supporting women is the best way to improve upon your own career. Um, As far as women in the media go, Um, It is difficult because it is um, pretty slim pickings when it comes to women in the Philadelphia sports area. There are only a few that I know personally. I know there's a bunch out there that I haven't met before or probably haven't even heard of. That's just how it is. Um, But there's a handful that I know that work closely in Philly. They do what I do or they're just around where I work. And I see a lot of them and I feel like they all do good work. Um, I'm proud to have them as allies in my corner, um, to speak about the men in Philadelphia sports. I, I don't really have too much to say. I don't, I don't feel that they are like awful. I don't think they're bad. I don't have, like I'm indifferent to their point of views in a lot of things. Um, to speak to men who don't often get too much camera time, A lot of the ones that are behind the scenes, that's where I kind of run into a lot of like adversity. Um, But as for the people that really tend to be the face of Philadelphia sports, including the men, I really don't have anything negative to say about them.
0: Well, I do, but um, (laughs) it's not about me right now. But, um, Right, Terry says, "I'll say it, they're awful." And the re and you know what? She has a point. And no, no men. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not bashing the ones that um that don't deserve it. I'm bashing the ones that do deserve it. And um, Dolly Housing, He wants to know who's awful. Um, who's awful? Um, Elliot Shore Parks, Joe Giglio. Um, that whole two to six crew over there, you know, them, I don't want to say their name again. Um, but in the reason why they're bad, and this is, this is my issue with a lot with media as a whole, Alex, is that you, you guys do get lumped in together and that's fair, unfair, Mm. but, um, but when you, um, when you say something when, like let's like you're a photographer right so when you're doing something in your profession you do have to be conscious of okay i'm representing my profession so if i do something crazy then they're going to say well all photographers are like that or and it's the same thing with the media when you got these guys out here that's just swinging hot takes and all um publicity is good publicity. It shines a negative light on everybody. And I feel like you can't you can't say something crazy and then say, oh, not everybody, because it's too late. So um my thing is when you say you like, I don't have anything to say bad about everybody, and that and, and I understand that, but I just don't like the fact that um the media here they seem to smell themselves a lot and somebody like yourself who's coming up and you know doing your thing or podcasters or other content creators it's like you don't matter because you're not where i am and that's not fair because they had to start from somewhere you have to start from somewhere and just because you're not where they are you don't have a big quote-unquote corporation behind you doesn't mean that your opinion and your um, information that you do or what you do is invalid. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like amongst media, like, gatekeeping is a definite problem. Um, My own personal experience, I haven't experienced too much of it um, from people that have been here much longer than I have. Like, few and far in between. It happens. People get very defensive when they see new faces in a media room. But I personally haven't experienced too much of that. Everyone has been very welcoming and very warm about bringing me in, showing me the ropes, showing me how to get around and all of that.
0: And that's good. And that sounds like to me, you have some secure people that understand that, you know, if Alex comes up, that's a come up for everybody. And my issue is when you get the people that quote unquote feel threatened and anything that they feel like anything that you do, you haven't quote unquote paid your dues or did or struggled like they did. And my thing is, why do you want people to struggle? Just because somebody doesn't struggle, doesn't mean they're not gonna appreciate um what they're doing. And um we got we got one comment here from karate mark two uh two one five. He uh my man, good guy at the show. He said that. Uh, no BS, is it cause you're a female, do men get rougher treatment early?
1: Um, no, that is so misguided. Um, to think that women have it easy in a male dominated industry is just a very absent way of thinking. Um, we are spoken down to by other men that share similar job titles to us. Um, we're often told that we're often told that (laughs) we walk around and we're there because we're attracted to the players or we have some type of ulterior motive it's so much more than oh are you good at your job well you haven't been grinding hard enough it's everything is questioned every move we make is questioned because we're female
0: Mm mm-hmm and I do kind of get, cause you can get it both ways, cause I have talked to other women within the industry, and they've said yes, you do get some men that tiptoe around us, and then you do get some men that feel like, why are you even here? Mm-hmm. And um, they um, they tend, as you would say, I think y'all say it all the time. You'd be like mansplaining, like a man, like when y'all put something out there, uh, a man is quick to say, well, that's because. If you go left, right, scat back, then that's and it's like I didn't ask you all that. Like I you don't need the man to me what's going on. Like I put my pen out there and then that's what it is. Um, so I do agree with that, but I also do think that it's just it's just rough because it's such slim pickings out out here for anybody within the industry that any piece of lane. That somebody feels like that you're about to um, to impede on, they immediately feel threatened. Then they try to shun you out.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: I want to talk about like, can you tell everybody like sort of what's the day to day thing like? What does Alex McIntyre do? Like, what is her job? Like, what does she do within the media?
1: Um, so basically, like day to day, a standard. Workday for me in a typical Flyers season would be I work my job either in the morning or at nighttime. Right now I've been doing overnights um, for a little while. So if I'm on an overnight shift and I don't work that day, I head to the Flyers game typically around 4 o'clock. Takes me about 20, 30 minutes to get there. So 4.30 arrival, get there, set up my little workstation um, in the media room. And then I will head upstairs, usually get a bottle of water or whatever from the um, press box. I we usually get our shooting assignments at about 530. Um, mm-hmm. So I will roam around, maybe take some pictures of the stadium empty if it's playoffs and there are t-shirt chairs like stuff like that, that's always stuff to photograph. Um, hockey fights cancer night, always stuff to photograph like before the fans get in there. Um But that's really it. Like, I'll walk in, set up, get water, maybe a snack if I didn't eat, Um, and then get my assignments, head to the main concourse to get – usually – so we can shoot wherever we want to for warm-ups. So I try to get a spot in the 14-15 hole because I I feel like I can get a good amount of the players there. Um, So I usually try to head there and then – after that, just go to each location. Try to have my album up before the next morning for my publication to use.
0: Nice. And when you say your publication, who, who's who's the publication that you're with?
1: I work for Philly Sports Network.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So when you when you say you're like taking pictures of the players and things like that, what um, are those guys? Are they conscious of you being there? Not not as in you, like, as the photographer, but as you as a woman. So, like, do you feel them being guarded because you're around or anything like that?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that. We don't walk near them, typically. Like, we don't walk near the locker room or anything like that. So... The only time that I really encounter them is they're probably about 15 feet away while, like, playing basketball or playing that, like, that volleyball game, Um, (laughs) whatever it's called. Uh, (laughs) They're typically doing that during the meeting where we're all getting our shooting assignments. That's probably Mm -hmm. the closest off ice encounter I have with them unless I go into the locker room for post-game media. But then at that point, it's, like, after they've showered, changed, like, they're about ready to go
0: okay um is gritty sexy in person
1: gritty <laughs> gritty is a lot of fun um he likes to interact with the photographers a lot and i remember i was shooting a phantoms game and it was for melvin's birthday and melvin is the phantoms mascot and i had i was holding my camera up to my eye and gritty came up to me and was like hitting my head like legit
0: hmm
1: Um, he's a lot of fun. I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would throw the word sexy around, but he's definitely a lot of fun.
0: But, but women always say, like, personality is sexy. Like, when y'all don't (laughs) want to call a guy ugly. You'd be like, his personality is wonderful. Like, what does that even mean? Like, when we ask women, like, "What did you first notice about a guy, like, y'all be like, his personality, like, you're lying. Like, you don't (laughs) notice anybody's personality when when you meet him. So, um, oh, we got uh, Big T Will says, uh, he loves Alex's work, she won't remember, but we met down under the tunnel with security guard Jack. Uh,
1: I don't remember, you can't I'm,
0: miss I'm him, sorry. he's a black guy, you can't miss him, he's a black guy. <laughs> um, is
1: this a <laughs> Flyers game?
0: Uh, probably a Sixers game. Big T Will is he's a huge Sixers guy. Sixers, I don't potential to shoot the Sixers yet. Oh uh, what? Well we gotta get on that. You gotta <laughs> I'm gotta working get on hard. it. We He's gotta get it on it. So um what do you you're you're also besides being a photographer you're also uh first of all he said it was the Flyers what is a black man doing at a flyers game
1: <laughs> hockey I... everyone
0: hockey's for what
1: everyone
0: <laughs> How many black people have you seen at a hockey game? Tell the truth.
1: <laughs> I don't count. That's
0: terrible. You be- Listen, you got to count. Anything above 10, be near an exit because it's going down. I'm just, that's black people 101. I'm- Listen, this is real time Prince Blue. I'm telling you, if you count more than 10 black people mm-hmm. and they start running towards the exit, Alex, run with them, okay? Like, run. <laughs> Cause we runs, we don't, we don't, we don't play. You know how like in scary movies, how white people be like, oh my God, I need to see where that noise came from. <laughs> You've never seen a black person die in a horror movie. <laughs> we don't play that shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. we, no, mm-mm. <laughs> so I'm just telling you. But, um, so tell me uh, what you had, Obviously, you shoot the Flyers, so you had great. Um, you had a great time this year because they made the playoffs, and it's a lot to look forward to in this on this team. So, tell me what was the best thing about this year covering the Flyers?
1: The best thing has to be honestly that I was even approved to get in. Uh, this was my first season shooting them, and I actually walked in my first day there. I walked in and I was just like this is happening like this is probably my biggest goal to date like was to shoot the flyers um i've only been a photographer for just under two no just under three years now um so for that kind of progress like it's really great for me to feel confident in myself that way walking into the building i was like this is what i've been waiting for i grew up a huge flyers fan so that was really important to me
0: and and that's what i'm talking about because here like you 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 worked towards that your whole life and you got it and already I'm I feel like if if a younger Alex walks up to you and it's like how can I do this um I'm pretty sure you would um you would take that person under their wing and you will show them you know hey this is how you do it this is how you um act this is this is what they look for and that's all that I want to see like you said going back to um stop it like going back to um when you uh you encounter somebody or you encounter anything in the media and bringing people under your wing and like you said women is slim picking so when you see other women talk about other women within the media it's like hey we already are you know considered emotional you know we use our our looks to get to where so we can't be fighting and arguing you know on the outside we got to show unity and it just seems like i don't see a lot of that and i was wondering what's your take on why you don't see um a lot of women supporting each other when it comes to i mean you see it like on Twitter, like between the blue checks, they be like, "You go, girl!" Blah blah. But some of that, I'm telling you, it be it, it seems so phony to me. Because I promise you, probably if they can push them off a cliff to get another spot, they will do that. So, what what, what is your impression of stuff like that?
1: Um, I think uh, pretending to be there for a newcomer is probably one of the worst things you can do. Uh, It's hard to find people you can trust in the industry that won't stab you in the back. Um, But there are real genuine people that want to help you out there. I've encountered a couple working in the Flyers and the Phantoms. The Phantoms were actually all of the photographers outside of the team photographers. They're two males, and sometimes it interchanges with other people, but primarily it's two males, um, and the rest of us are all female. Um, that's a really great atmosphere to walk into. And we're all there. We're all having the same job, but there's no competitive energy between us. We all want to see each other create the best we can. And we love seeing what each other does. And we love helping inspire the other person. Um, I remember, so the Phantoms in the AHL, there's a teddy bear toss. I don't know if that's all over the league, but I know that there are a couple teams that do it in the teddy bear toss it's in the first quarter or like whenever the first goal is uh everyone in the stands is encouraged to launch like a stuffed animal onto the ice and all of those stuffed animals are donated to children and it usually happens around christmas time it's a pretty sweet thing um i remember i had a really good location but for the first period But as we were talking, everyone was like, okay, if there's no goal and I'm up, can I come down? Can I stay here? Can I do that? Just to make sure that, because we don't get to walk on the ice often, but when that happens, all the photographers book onto the ice. Um, So just to ensure that all of us were able to find our own place and make sure we were able to get our shots for our publications. Like, we all support each other. That's not something you see when jobs are a lot more hard to come by in um higher level sports
0: okay so who's the who's the most famous person that alex mcintyre had when what what was your holy shit? that's blank what was that moment
1: um philly's gonna hate me for this and anyone that likes hockey and is in philadelphia will be like why but I do have to say that when I shot the Flyers versus Penguins game, my biggest, uh, my biggest oh shit moment was Sidney Crosby. Um, uh, it really was. Um, I feel like he, regardless, if you like hockey, you know Sidney Crosby. He's a generational talent. There's few and far in between that come like Sidney Crosby. And he's going to be in history books forever. He's going to be on the internet forever. People are gonna be searching him forever. And to think that someone could search Sidney Crosby in 20 years and one of my photos is gonna come up is crazy.
0: Listen to me, I'm a black man. <laughs> and even I know Sidney Crosby is persona non grata in Philadelphia. I don't care how good he is. We just can't, but no, nah. but I understand. Um. Sydney is so polarizing here, and I've asked people multiple times why is um, Sydney Crosby like, why don't you like him? And I think it comes down to him just, he's just so good, and he's not here. I mean,
1: yeah, it's far beyond that. In interviews, he has said, like, explicitly, I don't like anyone on the Flyers. Um, he has said that the Flyers are cheating in games. He has said a lot of bullshit, but outside of that, he is like he's like just one of those big names right now. And it was literally just the thought like this is a generational talent that people are gonna be googling forever, and I'm about to take photos of him in his prime.
0: See, even now, my boy Richard, Crosby still can hold Gretzky's jock. They just can't, they just can't get on board with Sid the Kid, man. He just you he just can't bring him up. But um Alex, let's let's talk about let's let's go outside of sports let's talk about um let's talk about twitter because that's where you are you have you have a huge following i i mess with you all the time about it you have over five thousand more than me that's okay i'm trying to expand my twitter following um i don't know if the parody accounts help because people are unfollowing and following um What's the best thing about Twitter and what's the worst thing about Twitter?
1: Uh, the best thing about Twitter definitely is the networking aspect. I've met a lot of people through Twitter. Um, I've booked a lot of gigs through Twitter. I had that whole Mike and Mike Scott encounter via Twitter. Like oh my God. if you like everything that happens happens through twitter for me that's where i found most of my success most of my networking most of my partnerships all of it happens via twitter for me uh the worst thing about twitter is probably cancel culture (laughs) um yeah cancel culture is a big one and i would have to say people who hold a superiority complex um And people who just are not welcoming, I feel like Twitter is a place that it welcomes conversation. And if you don't welcome conversation, if you're putting your thoughts out there and don't want to hear what other people have to say, you're on the wrong forum.
0: Okay, so I'm going to follow up all three of those. Let's start with the cancel culture part. What is it about the cancel culture that you don't like, Alex?
1: I don't like when people find tweets from... 10 20 30 years ago and cancel someone over it i think that that is ridiculous um was this person an adult at the time that changes things a little bit um but i also sit here and think like do you really have nothing better to do than go back 10 years of this person's tweets to find if they possibly said something bad um I feel like if this person was an adult at the time and was consciously saying something they knew was hateful, then that changes things. They should be
0: canceled. I'm going to tell you why cancel culture has its place. Because like we could say like anything, like for example, this whole um, election process, I'm glad it's over because you had a lot of phony people saying things supporting things and they like for instance jamel hill jamel hill said if you vote for trump or you're a racist and then somebody found a tweet where she said her mother voted for trump (laughs) so people was like so you know you're back but your own mama and like she like every time she says something we're now looking with the side eye we're like bruh, like, what's going on? So, um, cancel culture has its place because I think sometimes it's nothing worse than a phony person. Now, I get it. People can change, and what you say at 18, 19 may be different than what you think at 31, but it's the pattern. Like, if people find a pattern, like, then we're like, it is what it is. Um,
1: And I absolutely agree with that.
0: Now, the second one was you said that um, you, you you didn't like, I mean, you, you didn't like, no, you do like the networking and that aspect, but you don't like the superiority complex. And I would like for you to expound on that because there are some people, one guy in particular, Aton <laughs> Shander, that every time he gets in an argument with somebody, he'll say, well, dude, you got 10 followers. Why am I even talking to you? Just because somebody has 10 followers doesn't mean they don't have anything prominent to say. They may have just hopped on and said something that day or they're just not on all the time like you, me, or yourself. Um, Number two, when you said that um, people, like some people actually do say something, like somebody would be like, oh man you know like i hate my life like i hate the way things are like why are people such such and then somebody answered then they'll be like well who fucking asked you and i'm like <laughs> you tweeted it on a public forum you didn't expect nobody to say anything mm-hmm. nobody and i'm trying to figure out like you said like why do you think that is why do you think somebody would tweet something and then don't expect a response. Like legit, why won't they expect a response?
1: Sometimes I feel like the responses that we receive are like misguided. Um, People will just say things to hear themselves talk. I can't tell you how many times people challenge me over dumb shit all the time on the internet. Um, I tweeted, once the dumbest argument I ever got in, I tweeted, it was during the election oh i said i'm stress eating Aussie sea fries from outback and someone was like you do know that food from outback is not actually australian right <laughs> 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 like what so in that aspect it's like okay dude what are you really saying right now um, uh, <laughs> people will literally fight me over anything. And I literally screenshotted the Outback menu. It was like, they are called Aussie fries. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Um, Some people legit just like arguing. Like, they like being miserable. Like, like somebody will be like, um, uh, I want the, I want the Eagles to trade Carson Wentz. And you'll be like, okay, yeah, I agree, trade Carson Wentz. But then who's going to be the quarterback, you dumbass? I'm like... Bro, like, I I don't understand. You said trade them. I agree with you. Now you're mad because I agree with you. So do you want a solution or you just want to argue? Like, tell me. I would rather you say, hey, I really want to debate this topic, so please debate me, versus (laughs) snapping at me because I gave you a response. I
1: think... It's, like, hot and cold on what you should reply to and what you shouldn't. Um, I think if someone just seems to be spewing ideas out into the universe and it doesn't affect your day-to-day, like, who cares? Just let them say what they want to say. If you're tweeting something, like, so if I were to tweet, yeah, the Eagles should trade Carson Wentz, someone's going to say something about it. I should fully expect some type of reply. So it's, like to tweet something like that and be closed off to the conversation is what I don't understand.
0: I'm going to tell you what I don't like, but it is people's right. Like people, like when I told you the people like the ESPs and shit like that in the world, they tweet stuff out and then they don't answer. Like they just tweet the takeout and then people are like, Hey, expound on this. What do you mean? Like some people like legit instead of of course, coming at them and cursing them out. Some people be like, Hey, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It be legit. Mm -hmm. And the person won't answer or they won't expound on it. And I'm like, so did you just put that out there? Because you're like, hey, I'm going to put that out there and it's going to be a landmine. It's going to be a grenade on Twitter. Or do you legit want to debate it and talk about it? And it bothers the shit out of me like when people do that. And I know sometimes you can be yelling into a void because you like, I want them to respond. I want them to respond. And for the most part, I think I'm pretty good at getting people to respond to me when I say something to them. You just got to know where to hit them. But certain guys like that, like they like I don't like that type of. Media Right now where you you have a large platform and you're quote unquote for the fans and you speak for the fans and you say something like that, but you don't interact with the fans. Then I'm like, what are you actually doing?
1: yeah i mean i feel like it's difficult to always interact with the fans um i can't really speak for other people's experiences but not to bring it back to the gender thing but being a female like we do run into a lot of like mansplainers that and it's like not even worth a reply at that point um i don't remember what i had tweeted um it was in regard to like a catch i think Or it was like a flag that I thought should have been a flag and they should have challenged or something like that. And I ended up like having to screenshot the rules of the NFL and show them to someone because he was mansplaining. And I was like, like, I promise you, I'm not tweeting things that I don't understand. I'm not just tweeting to see what sticks. People do that. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't because I I don't want to look dumb. But mm-hmm. as people do it.
0: But you know what, Alice? It's okay if you tweet something and you make a mistake. Like, that's what I like. Like, you know, I say bad shit all the time. You know, where I'm like, hey, you know, such such is going to have a good game, about 300 yards, blah, blah, blah. And if I'm wrong, I'm like, damn, I was wrong on that shit. Um, my my homegirl, Reem Nord, from um West Windsor Plainsboro High School South, the real... West Windsor Plainsboro High School Go Pirates That's my home girl um, She said um, She said right We don't know anything because we have vaginas And I feel like sometimes That's literally just what it boils down to A man may think you don't know shit Because you have a vagina Even yeah. shit that pertains To a woman That a woman should know about A man will still tell y'all I don't know what y'all talking about
1: Yeah <laughs> a, it happened
0: so, me, so, and that tell me because me, as being Anna Hopford, Liv Simmons with the D, and all these other Perry female Perry accounts, my DMs be on fire, all right? So, like, congratulations, you stupid ass married men out there, you DM the grown ass. 270-pound black man, stupid asses. So dumb. Like, can I take you out for dinner? Yeah, I like to eat, but I'm a man. Stupid. God. It's so stupid. Like, man, listen, I can I can rock the very foundation of Twitter with the DMs that I've received from not only common people. Famous people as well. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Now, stop DMing uh 270-pound black man telling him you wanna take him out on dinner. Read the goddamn at, you stupid. But my DMs be on fire. So Alex, tell me what is you don't have to name names, but tell me what does an Alex DM look like?
1: They are all over the place. Um, my DMs are very—they're colorful. I'll say colorful. They go from "Hey, like I would really like to talk about your life. Like, d- can you offer any tips?" to "Hey, I really want to do inappropriate things to you without your consent." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, oh, that was so sweet how you tried to fix it. I really want to do inappropriate things to you. Now, do they tweet, I want to do inappropriate things to you, Alex?
1: Uh, No, it's usually pretty massive. Oh um, my God. Yeah, I try to avoid it. Um, Everything sits in my DM requests, but I read everything that I get. I just, I don't answer much of anything at all.
0: Now, tell me Tell me the one thing that everybody has it, because I'm telling you, I could say I'm going to ignore something all day, but sometimes somebody just tweets or DMs you something that's so incredibly stupid or off kilter that you just got to respond. Give me an example of that with you.
1: Uh, one time I definitely tweeted something along the lines of men are stupid and someone DM'd me and said, you're never going to get married if you keep tweeting men are stupid. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, like, thank you You (laughs) men are stupid. Marriage is the last thing on my mind at the moment. Like, I don't want to marry anyone at that given time.
0: Was that person that, you know what, first of all, okay, let's. See, I like I like where this is going. Why is... Why do you feel like men's ultimate insult is, like, you'll never get a man by the way that you are?
1: I don't know. I have no idea. They love to, like... It's like a manipulation game. Like, they want to make you feel, like, so empty and, like, alone so that you'll cling to, like, a loser that's DMing you hateful things. Like... Deep... Deep... Well, like if if you're going to DM me and be like, oh, you're never going to get married because of XYZ, but then the DM before that is, hey, like I'd really like to get you a coffee. It's like, I don't know what you're looking (laughs) for here.
0: (laughs) They want to be that slump buster. Do you know what a slump buster is, Alex? No. Okay. A slump buster is a male or female that broke the slump of another person's whatever so like if that person hasn't been with anybody for a long time sometimes they just want to be like you know what i need to get one out the way because it's been a while and they'll seek out a slump buster no matter how they look no matter how they sound they may be the most grotesque person you may ever spoken to but they gonna break that slump so sometimes listen sometimes people be hoping that they could be somebody's slump buster you know what i'm saying
1: Hey, more power to them. Like if that is, if that's the highest you think of yourself is to be someone's slump buster, have the best time.
0: Now, will Alex date anybody within the industry? No. No. Now, women say that all the time. And I don't know if you've seen my tweet about uh, Batman when he turned down Wonder Woman. Cause kind of it's like, I guess the Justice League is a job. That's your employer. So mm-hmm. Batman's like, you never sleep with anybody within the team. <laughs> and then he goes around all this thing. But do do you ever feel like you're going to miss out on something because of a, a rule that's not messing with somebody within the industry?
1: Um, I mean, maybe. I don't really feel, I don't really think that way. Um, Personally, it's just not something I would ever do just for the sake of the fact that it will look worse for me than it would for the man. Uh, it would always look like I am dating to get ahead and to get access or to get whatever. So it's not even worth it. Basically my whole career goes on the line for a relationship and that's not worth it.
0: I understand that. I was coming. I wasn't even thinking about that. To be honest, I was thinking more of like, if you date somebody within the media, then they're going to understand you're going to be around players. You're going to be sometimes in positions to where, you know, you're going to have to navigate your own self out of, and you're not going to have a white knight there to save you or things like that. But I do understand your part because the moment you are with somebody they're like, ah, that's why she's, that's why she got the flyers, um, pass and blah, blah, blah. So I, you know what? I do get that. And that was, that was crazy to me that I wasn't even thinking that way. I was thinking more like if you date somebody within the industry, they'll know what you're going through. They'll know like if you're hitting that glass ceiling or you're hitting that ceiling, they're like, Hey, keep pushing. I know what you're going through versus Joe Schmo Who's like sells insurance. So you come home like Sidney Crosby told me I can't take his picture. I'm upset. And he's like, well, um, I tried to give a lady insurance today and she told me get off her porch and you're like, you don't get me at all. So that's more, I was coming, but you know what? That that's a very, that's a very good point. And I guess I got to start, stop thinking more of, cause even I get caught on it sometimes, like on Twitter, like when I see a man like jumping on a woman or I feel like he like, like, dude, like, what are you doing? But I've been caught off guard sometimes when I just see the next tweets, that woman is like giving it to him. I'm like, well, then I don't need to get into this then. Like she, she got it. She got it. She got it. So, you know, but it is hard, you know, when you see, um, sometimes cause if you look at the TL, you see it sometimes like a woman can't mess up. Like she can't be halfway attractive cause that's going to be the number one reason why she has that job. But I will tell you this. It doesn't help when I do see an attractive woman and I can tell she doesn't know shit about what she's covering. Like it's like it's like what are you talking about? Like that's no, that's not it. That's that what no, that's not right. So how how do you how can somebody like me navigate that when you see blatant like dog she doesn't know what she's doing like I don't want to come off as a bully but I do believe that if that's your job you should kind of know what you're talking about
1: it's difficult um it is definitely like a like a blurred line to kind of tread on um there I feel like men or women there are a lot of people not even in Philly just all over the place that are employed and they are definitely running the pretty privilege uh train but I mean do I feel like everyone needs to be called out for their mistakes? Not necessarily. If it's becoming like a very visible pattern that you're just not aware of what's going on maybe just like in the nicest way possible be like you're dumb. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean listen I think everybody know who the people I'm not a fan of within the city or the media and i'm i made it pretty clear but it's because like when i see somebody like you tweet something or i see d line them tweet something or i see um babes on broad tweet something something that's meaningful something that that it has teeth like it's like okay they know their shit versus somebody that giggles They're like ha ah, gritty's the best thing ever and i'm like but what about the actual hockey game like what did you see i saw gritty throw t-shirts ha <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> Okay. Um,
1: I, all I can do <laughs> about that, honestly, is just like like the people you just named. Like, just follow your credible sources, you know, and like avoid. Like, if you see someone spewing bullshit, just throw them an unfollow.
0: It's so hard because you be wanting
1: to,
0: you be wanting <laughs> to their Twitter lives. But um, okay, so tell me, what does what does Alex do for fun? What does Alex do?
1: Um, what do I do for fun? This year has been really difficult, obviously, but I've been trying to get out a lot uh, photo-wise. I haven't had a lot of opportunity to take sports photos, so I'm trying to expand my horizons and take photos more for me than for work, just to kind of remember why I fell in love with photography. Okay. Um, Outside of that, like in a normal non-pandemic day, um, I'm a huge fan of tailgating you will catch me at Xfinity Live just about every Sunday that I'm not working. Um, that whole situation is my scene. And that's where I get a lot of my followers from. Um, I always, I love walking around the tailgates and they're like, that's the photo girl. That's the picture girl. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Uh, I love tailgating. I love hanging out with my friends. Um, getting any ounce of free time to spend with friends and family is really the most like uh, therapeutic for me. So I think that's probably the most fun. And then hanging out with my dog.
0: <laughs> what kind of dog you have?
1: I have a Corgi. What the hell is a Corgi? Like one of them ones with the fluffy butts.
0: See, black people know three dogs. <laughs>
1: Rottweiler,
0: <laughs> Pitbull, Chihuahua.
1: That's the three. So a Corgi has like Chihuahua ears but it has longer hair and it's bigger.
0: Why do white people love dogs so much?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> what is it? What is it? Like, they be at the table. They be eating at the table. Like, sometimes the dogs have better food than the humans. And I'll be like, what the fuck? You be like, mm, this pot smells good. What is this? That's not for you. Get your hands off of it. That's for Chow <laughs> Chow. Come here, Chow Chow. Come get your dinner. Where's my dinner? It's in the microwave. Heat it up. Like, what the fuck? Like, what
1: <laughs> Like, can I? I do that. I do make Calvin scrambled eggs sometimes.
0: So the dog's name is Calvin. You make him scrambled eggs. Would you scramble your boyfriend eggs? Yes. Yes.
1: I went to culinary school. I can cook.
0: Wait. Wait. See, now we're getting somewhere. A woman <laughs> who went to culinary school. Don't you feel like that was like that was like doing extra? You was doing the most.
1: No, because I actually, so uh, back, throwing it back to my childhood that ended five years ago. um, (laughs) I went to high school for, um, I went to a trade school because I didn't like my hometown school. So Mm -hmm. I went to uh, Gloucester County Institute of Technology in South Jersey. But when I was changing schools, I didn't really know what I wanted to go there for. And I was like, can't hurt to know how to cook
0: well look at you you hear that man she cooks she takes photos (laughs) and she scrambles eggs there you go okay so how many black friends do you have
1: how many black friends i don't know that i could count
0: oh are there more does it take two hands yeah absolutely Okay, okay, okay. i just make sure. If you would have said three, I would have had to end the interview. I'm like, damn, like, you ain't explain like me. now it ain't they ain't like people like on TV, right? Like real black friends. Um,
1: what do you mean people on TV?
0: Like like some white people, they'll be like, yeah, I got three friends, like I like um Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, <laughs> and I'll be like. No, Real black friends. Like, like, give me names. Who are your friends? Uh, uh Alan Iverson, uh, Doc Rivers, like, you ain't got no black friends. Okay, so that's good. Cool, cool, cool. So tell me, like, what is something that you're trying to do in 2021? Pandemic gone. Everybody, whatever. If you get vaccinated, not get vaccinated. I don't give a shit. 2021, going forward, everything clean slate, what are you trying to accomplish in 2021?
1: I would like to get in with the Sixers by next fall. That's my next targeted team. I don't know that that's gonna happen, but I'm gonna keep grinding and keep trying to work with what I can. I do a lot of work for um the Mike Scott app right now. So I'm hoping that my connection there will help with my name. I'm oh, sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: He, oh, Mike Scott.
1: He's a great guy. He, he really is.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mike Scott app. What is the Mike Scott app? Come on. Tell uh, us. What is he it? has
1: his own app. It's developed by uh, actually someone else named Mike. And they oh, <laughs> Mike. basically it's like the Mike Scott hive. I don't know if you're like familiar with the Mike Scott hive.
0: I'll Are you better. serious right now?
1: Some people aren't. All
0: yeah. Okay. Go ahead. If, if if there's a Mike Scott hive, I'm the guy with the flamethrower outside. You can't <laughs> do that.
1: I'm in the Mike Scott
0: hive. Well, you, I, I'll call you before I'm about to put a flame to it, so you can get out on time. But go ahead.
1: Um, Mike Scott Hive or the Mike Scott Hive app. Basically, like there's a game on it. Uh, you can buy like Mike Scott merch on it. Uh, If he's throwing any events or anything like that, they let us know um, through the app. And then I take photos of the events, and they're published on the app.
0: Well, look at you. Can you see the comments? Yes. Oh, shit. Brett, get out of here. Oh, shit. Brett, get out of here. Oh, that's my brother, Brett. Don't mind him. He's... (laughs) He's okay. a little off. <laughs> He forgets sometimes that it's not DMs; it's <laughs> it's public. <laughs> it's okay, uh, okay. Um, so 2021, you said you want to get. So when you say you want to um get Sixers, why not? Like, what's Give me some of the goings on. Or why, why does some of the idiots that do have a press pass don't need one? Like, why doesn't my girl Alex have one Sixers?
1: Um, there's an application process, and there are photographers that have been going there forever. There is limited shooting space. So, for new photographers to get in, it's not easy. There has to be some, like, availability, some room, just so that I have a location to shoot from.
0: You hold the camera. The fuck you mean? It has to be room. The Wells Fargo Center is this big. What do you mean it's not room? I could take my iPhone and snap a picture. Like, come on. That's bull. I I know you're trying to be politically correct. Listen here, Sixers. I know you may not be listening. Somebody's listening. Listen, (laughs) you got a smart up-and-comer here who's very passionate about what what she does. She's going to always take pictures in the best light. Make it happen, Sixers. Like some of those people that's about to kill over that's in their spots, they need to get out of the way and make room for some of the new blood. It's the it's a hey, it's nature, like the old, like the it's always a new lion trying to take out the old line That's fine, but listen, y'all got people out here that that wants that's just really passionate about the Sixers and want to shine a good light. So, speed that application process up now. If Alex was, now we're getting into the good stuff. If Alex was dating a guy, right, What two things he must have and two things he cannot have?
1: Uh, like, are you talking traits or like physical items?
0: It can be anything you want.
1: Um, he has to have a
0: physical d- items.
1: <laughs> um,
0: physical items.
1: He's got to have a job, and he
0: has to have in twenty
1: twenty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Go ahead.
1: He has to have a job, and he has to have a drive to want to better himself if he's not confident in the position he's in. He has to have, like, he has to want to succeed, and he has to want more for himself, but that's very attractive to me.
0: Um, Dude, that personality shit again. Give me the physical items a man must have. He must have.
1: have um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not no, a... No,
0: no, no. You can ask, can ask
1: any of my friends. I do not have a type. None of my exes look alike. My current boyfriend doesn't look like the rest of my exes. Like, I don't have a type. I'm not, like, a physical, attractive person. I'm a very big, like, vibe person. So if we get along. Oh. If we get along. So you have, to
0: have personality and drive. Yeah. So you do see personality. Ain't this about a bitch? Ladies and gentlemen, the first woman in the history of the world. Really does see personality when it comes to a guy. <laughs>
1: Vibe.
0: I do. Vibe. But okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I guess I'ma let that slide. So <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um tell me something. Tell me a pet peeve of yours.
1: Um, my biggest pet peeve is I have a lot of pet peeves. One that jumps out at me, like a minuscule one that bothers the shit out of me, is when I'm driving on the highway and I'm about to pass the person in front of me. I'm in the we're in the right lane and I'm about to get in the left lane. And they get in the left lane just to go the same speed as the person in front of them in the right lane. Oh, Alex
0: is a road rager, huh? I am.
1: I especially if I'm running late, which ten out of ten times I'm running late. I I hate that. Um, what else? When my dad leaves, like less than a glass of orange juice in the container and puts it back in the fridge, just drink it. Just drink it and
0: time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. You ain't gonna be talking about that like that. Listen, <laughs> as somebody who drinks from the carton, you may just be full before that last swallow is left. So, I mean, what do you want me to At least I'm being considerate. I'm leaving you a swallow. Drink the damn swallow. I mean, I don't understand. Like, why do we have to drink the whole thing? Like, come on. No. <laughs> no.
1: It just takes up space in the fridge. I mean, we're just drinking them throw it away. Extra.
0: Okay. What is Alex's favorite food? Chicken parm. Chicken parm? Yeah. Come on, man. That requires work. Chicken what is it about the chicken parm? Um,
1: chicken parm is like a very like big staple in my diet growing up. Like we've always had Italian food around. My mom always made chicken cutlets one day. And if we had leftovers, it was chicken parm the next day. If we were ordering out chicken parm, if we went to a diner, chicken parm, like I love chicken parm.
0: Now Um, your last name is McIntyre. Yes. So who's Italian in your family?
1: My mom's last name is Regiro.
0: Ah, your dad's last name is McIntyre. So he's
1: Scottish? He's Irish.
0: Irish. So, damn. So y'all could drink and eat in that family, huh? Yes, we can. <laughs> so, and I was talking to somebody about that. I told somebody, like, listen, you may or may not know, but Black People Thanksgiving ain't no joke. Like, we get to in. But I would tell people every day, there is nothing like an Italian Thanksgiving cuz you get all the American stuff then you get all the old world stuff like I I legit don't make fun of fat Italian people because <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is can you explain to us an Italian Thanksgiving Uh so an Italian Thanksgiving is pretty
1: ridiculous uh, my mom usually starts with, uh, I think everyone calls it, like the popular thing right now is like a charcuterie board. Right now, like we literally do pepperoni and cheese on a plate. Like we don't, it's that's too much. Uh, it's usually pepperoni, supersat, and prosciutto on a plate with uh, Colby Jack cheese. My dad likes this horseradish cheese, which is disgusting. And there's another one. Maybe like Swiss cheese cubes. And then we have mozzarella pearls and olives roasted red peppers um i think that's everything Ellen's oh, crackers that all just sits on the table um once my mom's ready to start serving dinner then we do uh ravioli i don't like ravioli so my mom makes spaghetti um we do meatballs sausage and then depending on the situation my dad's like a lasagna whore so my mom makes a lot of lasagna Um, So there might be lasagna involved. Uh, After that, then we get to, like, your traditional Thanksgiving foods. So we have uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, corn, stuffing, mac and cheese, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, uh, biscuits. We have biscuits and rolls because my grandma doesn't like rolls. Um, I don't know if she doesn't like them, but she prefers biscuits, like the Grands ones.
0: Oh, yes, Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. And Go then grandma. we do, there's gravy. There's usually two types of stuffing because my mom likes this apple cranberry stuffing. Uh, I think that's everything. And then after that, we just do pie, cake, cannolis,
0: cookies. Yeah. That's about everything. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I told people, listen, Italian Thanksgiving, man, I, I, I had a friend in, um, in middle school he was Italian and uh, I'm still probably I still probably haven't passed half the shit through that I've eaten at that place and things like it's just it was just and if people don't know Italian families are just like old black southern families to where you can't say no thank you yes. there is no no thank you
1: oh I forgot salad I forgot salad sorry go ahead
0: shit out of here. You want? You want this like when 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 an Italian mother says blue ravioli, she's not asking, she's telling you. Here's ravioli, son. Here's yeah. ravioli. Spaghetti? Here's spaghetti. She's not looking for a no thank you. She's just letting you know, I'm about to put this on your plate. Move whatever you got to move over cuz you're getting this. You just can't tell Italian people, no, you can't. You can't. You you have to eat it. (laughs) Even if you waste it, like you got to eat it because they understand you're going to have like 10 other meals. So they're like, okay, just take a little bit and then boom. back. Now, one thing I want to know, why do white people put food in a serving dish and then serve it? Like black people, we scoop from whatever it's in and put it on a plate and we eat. Why do y'all waste dishes?
1: I prefer not to. I always buy those 10 things from the dollar store to cook in. My mom will literally scoop it out of that and put it on a serving dish. Um, Every time I ask her, I always get yelled at. It's usually like, shut up, that's the right way. Like, I don't know what the right way means. But that's, yeah, I'm not really sure.
0: (laughs) And I'm sorry I'm putting all the fate of white people in your hands, but listen. (laughs) That's okay. it's a big responsibility, yo. It's like when 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 people be like, they be like, yo, why do black people like Popeyes? I be like, I got an answer. Like, I, I mean, I'm 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 here. Like, we just <laughs> like it. It just it's crispy, it's different, it's cooked done, it's consistent. That's it. Simple as that. So, Alex, this has been phenomenal. Um, I appreciate this so much. I had so much fun. This is. This this was great. Um, can you tell the people uh, where they can find you and what you have cooking coming up?
1: Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Alex E. McIntyre. And you can follow me on Instagram, Alex McIntyre Photos. Facebook is Alex McIntyre Photos also. Um, Hopefully I'm going to have some flyers content coming up soon. If not, I will definitely have some lacrosse photos coming up in April. I do two teams in the national lacrosse league and then the outdoor league will be happening the summer. So worst case scenario, starting in the spring, I will definitely have some lacrosse photos, but on Facebook and Instagram, you'll always see my family photos as well. Um, those are all the projects I have working on.
0: Speaking of lacrosse, let me tell you something about lacrosse. Lacrosse is very underrated. And I'm going to tell you why lacrosse is underrated. <laughs> because, listen, if you in high school, if you was a guy and you needed a date, go to a lacrosse game. You know why? Because hmm. ain't no other guys there. You're the only guy in the stand. Like, go, lacrosse team, go. And they're like, hey, there's a guy in the stand, y'all. I wonder if he's single. So, that's just a little tip to you guys. Just learn a little bit about lacrosse and bring it up, and then I want to be like, oh, my God. You, you watch the game? I do partake in the lacrosse, yes. <laughs> and then, boom. <laughs> You're good to go. Tr- hey, listen. Prince Blue ain't going to lie to you. I'm telling you. But, um... Oh, why I got you on... Um, Let me ask you this, Alex. What, what a what do you what do you call what is your definition of selling out what is a sellout to you
1: selling out i would say is setting your own boundaries um and then later crossing them for your own personal gain um like for instance i'm really good friends with heather barry who is another flyers photographer i would never ever do anything to get in the way of her job at broad street hockey and then i would consider selling out like say they offered me less money than her i would considering consider that selling out if i took that job
0: bingo i got you and the reason why i brought that up and i'm glad you're here you can stay here i'm not going you, you you're, you're gonna have front row seat for what i'm about to say okay um, uh, for those who don't know Um, I've been doing this for about, I want to say six months, and I've had success, and my success is based upon people that listen, people that tune in, people that have bought merchandise, people who support me, people who come into my DMs and shout nothing but encouragement, people who tell me to keep doing what I'm doing, people who are shocked that I'm doing what I'm doing in just a short period of time. Um a couple weeks ago I was called a sellout. Um because I got on somebody um I got on Bleeding Green Nation cuz they they be tweeting out crazy shit and I was like and I made a tweet. I said if you um if you ever see me do any hot take shit like this just for reaction, you know, selling out like this, you know, let me know. And then somebody that I thought I was cool with they was like, I thought you already did that. And I wanted to be clear. like are you saying that I sell out? And they made the, they said that I sell out because I do parody accounts to get at media people uh, for reaction. And number one, that caught me off guard because I'm like, I never I don't use burners. I use my own account. So it's me. Like, people who use burners to say what they, quote, quote, want to say, to me, that's being a coward. Like, I'm telling you, like, this is me. You don't have to fish. Like, it's me. I can't help it you don't read. And um, I got a lot of um feedback. I got a lot of people that came to my defense, and they was like, no, that's not real Prince Blue. He doesn't sell out. Like, what are you talking about, blah, blah, And I And I say that to say this. In the six months, I I have had ample opportunities to be with networks, to do things, lucrative uh, chances to do things. And they have all went up in smoke. Why? Because I would not change the way I do things. Because I go at certain people and they didn't want me to do that anymore. And because I continue to do it, they couldn't do business with me. Now, if I were quote unquote selling out, I would have be like, yeah, I'll stop doing that. Where do I sign? No, because the reason why I started this podcast, because I used to bitch about radio all the time. And people, some people would, they would say, they were like, hey, if you don't like the narrative, do your own shit or change, do something about it. And that's what I set out to do. So now my thing is I like to hold the media and those who have gotten comfortable accountable. The same way people hold me accountable, like, believe me, I say a lot of things, and some of them don't hit. And people come to me and they're like, Hey, I don't like this. And I've either apologized or I've told them why I felt the way I did, and we had decent conversation. And then that'd be the end of it. So, some one thing that I will always take personal is somebody telling me I'm selling out and not being genuine because whatever i like you can ask any of my family i'm pretty sure if anybody asks you alex about you like they will say that this is you the person you present to me that's alex she's not being she really doesn't have an issue with anybody else in the media everybody has been nice to her you know what i'm saying like this is me like real real prince blue this is me the parodies and stuff like that trolling and doing all that I do that here. Like I, sometimes I call my wife and I'll act like I'm somebody else or I'll try to trick her or something like that. That's just what I do. So be careful when you throw that word selling out, especially when I know for a fact I have sacrificed money opportunities, monetary opportunities, because I will not change the way I do things or how I think. Just be careful when you throw that around, especially to me, because I do take that personally. Mm -hmm. And It it goes with the whole adage, when you start new, people like you, but then the moment you start getting a following, it's like now you're not cool anymore. It's like bands. Like when a song, when a band is obscure, like I'm going to use the Sixers. When the Sixers were losing and stuff like that, Spike Eskin loved them. He loved the whole, you know, here they come. Oh, my God, Tony Rowan had 30 points, but we're 8-95 and in the last 100 games. But when they started winning and they're getting people, it's like, oh, I don't like the Sixers. Oh, Jimmy Butler sucks. Ah, 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 ah. And I, I hate that fact that just because you're popular or you're growing doesn't mean you're going to change who you are. You know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say, Alex, I'm talking to you in the beginning stages of what I believe is going to be a fantastic career. You have all the right. Things going on about yourself, and you're doing you're doing the best. Like I reached out to you. Like I was shocked, like I didn't even think you were gonna respond back because again, you know, I've reached out to people who've had as many followers as you blue checks, some not blue checks, and my shit is still sitting in DM unanswered, unread, whatever it is. But you got right back to me. You was like, Yeah, sure, I can do it. And I just ask you to please keep that enthusiasm, keep that spirit that you have going forward. And I will always be here. Little old me, if you ever want to plug anything, say anything, get anything off your chest, I'm here. Just read the app. It's going to be me. Um, And I say that to say thank you for coming on. And I appreciate everything. And I wish you all the best. In 2021 going forward and don't be a stranger.
1: Okay. I definitely won't. Um, it's absolutely a pleasure to come on. I don't mind uh going on these shows, talking about anything and everything. I love to talk. I'm Italian, we already talked about this, but I I do talk with my hands, I'm sure you see them going. Yes, but yes. <laughs> Um, I do have a big following. I'm very thankful for that. But if I can use that to help promote other people and grow other people's shows, I'm more than glad to spend an hour two hours talking to someone to help do that and promote that and retweet and whatever, just to help everyone get their name out there. Um, I wouldn't be anything without the help of other people. I just booked a big job with Darius Slay. That wouldn't have happened had other people not helped me. So, with all of the help that I'm getting from other people, I'm more than glad to help share the wealth and use my following to help anyone I can.
0: One last question. Sure. Who's your what was your favorite real-time Prince Blue parody of 2020?
1: Uh it's gotta be Anna Hotford. She definitely got under my skin. So <laughs> her. Yeah
0: oh my god i got you good i got i tell you god i bet you, you was pushing those buttons hard i, I can't believe this but i this thing. Text your friend asking it what's hell
1: <laughs> i was like think is that you like why? like what is going on he was like no it's not me and i was like oh okay like all right i typed this whole thing like about women empowerment like to you and then i was like that's not even her <laughs> <laughs> Did you send it? I'm trying to think. Did you send, I it? send it? I didn't send
0: oh, it. Oh, I was this close. I was this close.
1: I always fall for that stuff. I'm the most golden person on the
0: planet. Aww. Don't, don't. Yeah, it happens. Read the ad, <laughs> Alex. Read the ad. <laughs> but everybody, thank you. This has been Real Time with Prince Blue. Um, I got more stuff coming. I, I just had Alex Um. I got Michael Kiss coming up. And then I have the Barbell Barbies. I am Jess Allen and Britt Lifts coming on. That's going to be fun because I know people don't like them. And I don't give a shit because I think they're funny. And I like them. And they're coming on. So bring your asses. We're going to have fun. Thank you Um, 2021 going forward. I'm just going to continue to push out more content and give you more real stuff tackle more issues have fun do whatever i'm out i don't have outro music i'm broke i can't afford any so sign off see you later fuckers bye <laughs> all right alex stay there i'm almost done i'm just ending